it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This week in music history with Marty Miller. Hello, that would be me. And this is the bit where we travel for as quickly as we possibly can through a week of music history. We're looking this time at the week of February 12th until 16th. One of the biggest bands of the 90s split this week. Did you care? I did not. This was on the big screen for the first time this week. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Good call. And Bruce Springsteen, not a tool. It's like a tool, it's a powerful tool. This is February 12th to 16th in music history. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This week in music history, the podcast. We'll start back in 1977 when the police recorded their first single. It cost them 150 quid to do so at Pathway Studios in London. It was called Fallout. And for 150 quid, it sounds all right. In 1961, Frank Sinatra launched his own record label, Reprise Records. He decided to start his own label so that he would have more freedom to do what he wanted with his own recordings. And that was as well how he got the nickname the chairman of the board, Reprise Records. Reprise later became the home to the likes of Beach Boys, Neil Young, Jimi Hendrix, Randy Newman, Joni Mitchell. Here's Frank. I would like to be remembered as a man who brought an innovation to popular singing, a peculiar, unique fashion that I wish one of these days somebody would learn to do so it doesn't die where it is. I would like to be remembered as a man who had uh, a wonderful time living his life and who had uh, good friends Well, there has been a reprise, but in 1996 this week, Take That split up. One of the biggest bands of the 90s announced that they were done. No one could replace them, they're just one of a kind. Take That has sold millions, made millions and won countless awards. Songwriter Gary Barlow is favourite for solo success, but the band insists it's been a joint decision. It is a career move for us, we don't see it as the end. It is a career move for each of us. I'm very emotional at the moment, but I know that it's the best time finishing on top. We always said we'd finish on top. Confusion in 1973 this week when David Bowie collapsed on stage during a gig at the gorgeous Radio City Music Hall in New York City. What happened? That was a Why did that kid do that? No, he's What do you think? No, really. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This week in music history, the podcast. Do you remember in 1992 checking out the movie Wayne's World for the first time? Meatloaf was in it, so was Alice Cooper. And it did rather good things for Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody once again. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Good call. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo. 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 Galileo, Figaro. In 2008, the Oasis singer Liam Gallagher married his long-term partner, ex-All-Sainter, 
the singer Nicole Appleton. This all happened in a civil ceremony in London. The Oasis frontman ceremony was such a big secret that even big brother Noel didn't know about it. The pair have been together for eight years and have a seven-year-old son together called Gene. Liam had planned to marry Nicole for years, but apparently they wanted to wait until they raised their son first. What a voice. In 1965, we said goodbye to the American singer and pianist Nat King Cole. Lung cancer got him. In the end, he had his first hit in 1943. It was called Straighten Up and Fly Right. 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 This week in music history, a week in less than 10 minutes. How about a little virtual tour of a flat once rented by the Beatles? Well, it went up for sale this week in 2008 for 1.75 million quid. It was a three bedroom top floor property in Mayfair. This is Green Street. So there's the flat and top left and there's the lift right next to it. If all four of them got in that lift, as they will have done, that was quite a squeeze for the four of them. In 1972, Led Zeppelin made their Australian live debut. There were hundreds of fans outside ramming locked gates trying to get into the concert, the first one in Perth. 4,000 listened outside to the gig without tickets. Here's a journo trying to be serious with the band and the band not being serious with him. Could you tell us just a little bit about what motivated you to write the immigrant song? No, I'll let Robert tell you about that. Well, you'll really have to ask John. No, I'll tell you. Being as I know you. No, what happened was we went to Iceland and uh, it was one of those times where you go to bed at night and you don't go to sleep because it's the daylight's still there, you know, it was a 24-hour day. And uh, it was just an amazing hue in the sky, and it was one of those things that uh, it made you think of Vikings and big ships and John Bonham's stomach and things like that, you know. So there you are, immigrant song. In 1985 this week, Bruce Springsteen went to number one on the UK album chart with his Born in the USA album. His first UK number one. And of course, this was the dawning of the time of the video. It's like a tool. It's a powerful tool. You know, but how I'm going to address it or what I... What I feel I'm going to do with it, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. And that, boys and girls, is a look at the week of February 12th until 16th in music history. Did you learn something? I hope so. There won't be a test. Have a great week. We'll talk again next time. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.